From Washington, I'm David Schultz, and this is Talking Tax. We've talked on this podcast several times before about what the IRS intends to do with all the new money it has from Congress. One of the things it's definitely going to do, and in fact it's already started doing, is hiring a lot of people. Perhaps it wouldn't surprise you to learn that the union that represents IRS employees has some thoughts about that. Doreen Greenwald is the national president of the National Treasury Employees Union, and she spoke to Bloomberg Tax and Accounting reporter Aaron Slowey about where her agency has been and where it's heading. She says providing generous benefits and flexible working conditions will actually make it easier for the IRS to accomplish its hiring goals because, let's not forget, the agency is competing in a hot talent market with the private sector. Greenwald also talks about the union's fight to maintain and expand telework policies at the IRS, but she also talks about the things she doesn't think should be done via Zoom. First, Greenwald tells us about her career at the agency and about the bad old days. I had a a full career for 35 years plus at the Internal Revenue Service. I was a revenue officer, and that meant collecting taxes. I also worked with people who audited tax returns. Those would be revenue agents and tax compliance officers. And so when I started there, I was really impressed and proud of my colleagues that worked alongside me. We all shared the same goal of making sure we were living up to the mission of the service and and ensuring we had integrity to do that work. That said, over the past, I would say, 10 to 15 years, the IRS really suffered from years of Congress cutting back their funding. Employees were not hired when they retired. That meant as the tax system got more complex and they needed more people to do that work and they needed their systems to be upgraded to the current century, Um, That didn't happen when it should. And so it was really a difficult time for IRS employees to to function. Um, Back in the 90s, we called it doing more with less. I will tell you going into the 2000s, it was just doing less because there was not enough people and not enough resources to do all of the work that was necessary for the IRS to do its job sufficiently. And so that has been a real push for my work now as the national president for NTU to educate people about that. So I'm trying to shine a light on that so that federal employees get the help they need uh, to be successful. And you kind of touched on it a little bit, the hiring aspects. And now that there is this kind of influx of funding, and I know the IRS has already hired thousands of new employees in light of the funding. What is the union's role, if at all, in recruiting and in, and in hiring these new employees? Well, I think we do have a, a huge role in that because the success of the IRS also helps to the success of the employees we represent. So the IRS has already done a really good job of filling in a lot of the gaps that we saw in past filing seasons where there was huge amounts of backlogs of returns and people couldn't go into their local offices and get the help they need because there just wasn't enough employees to do the work. Some of that was blamed on the pandemic, but the pandemic was not the source of those problems. It really was the budget cuts that led to those backlogs. There just weren't enough people to do it. And so our role, we are working with the IRS side by side to make sure they can get A, the funding they need to fulfill their mission, that they're able to hire employees. And that includes our contracts that we negotiate because 
We want the best benefits for employees and flexibilities so that they can attract and retain skilled workers. And that's what they need. And so in a difficult labor market, as we see now, working for the federal government isn't always the best place for an employee to consider taking a job because the federal government pays on average 27% less than the private sector. And so we need to identify ways that, that can help the IRS recruit and retain employees, whether that be telework, flexible work schedules, um, working with Congress to make sure the funding is there, uh, recruiting and retention incentives, all sorts of things that we work together on to make sure that they have the best pool of candidates to fill those positions. And I know with the union, an employee gets the benefits, whether they are a member or not. Has the union numbers grown since the IRS has hired more employees over the past year? We've had very good recruiting efforts at the IRS with hiring. Um, as new employees come on, I will tell you that I believe the new generations that are, are coming into the federal workforce are knowledgeable about unions and are interested in becoming union members. It's on us to educate them what being a member of a union is all about and asking them to join. And we are doing that and we are seeing good results in those efforts. And I know in the IRS strategic operating plan, they kind of talked about how with the new funds, they can kind of make changes to their organizational structure. How does the IRS now, in terms of when a new employee joins, do they have the opportunity to move up within the agency? And like, does the structure that we have now um, allow for it or maybe doesn't allow for it? Well, I'll tell you, now the IRS has had to adopt a new policy where they're trying to bring people on at different grade levels based on their experience and their educational skills. And so there are growth opportunities to go upward in the scale of different positions and jobs. As a union, we are working with the IRS to make sure that training opportunities, details to different positions, and career paths are clearly identified so that employees can work towards and experience different opportunities. You may start in one area, but move to another area. But the only way that happens is with the agency having the proper funding and complete hiring, where they cycle in new employees as others retire. If you get into a scenario again where there's no funding and you can't replace, people's careers get stagnant. And so we wanna fight against that and make sure people have growth opportunities. And I know you talked a little bit earlier about funding and like what is the impact to IRS employees and maybe new IRS employees if like annual appropriations get cut? Well, the first fear I have with appropriations is a shutdown. You know, we are still in a zone where we're working on a continuing resolution. So employees kind of hold their breath because they don't know what the future holds for them. We also want to make sure that funding is stable and that employees want to be recruited into the federal government and not have a fear of either having a shutdown or having a RIF or having a situation where they can't advance in their career because those fundings aren't available and therefore cannot advance because the agencies have to cut back. When, when there are talks of shutdown and annual appropriations being cut, is there concern from IRS employees about like job security? There's concerns not only about job security, but about the security of their, their financial well-being and security of their family. I mean, I'll tell you during the 35-day shutdown, people did not know 
how to get medications filled. They did not know whether to pay their rent or to put gas in their car. Many employees had to come to work despite not being paid. So they had to put gas in their car, they had to pay for childcare, all with funds they didn't have. So they had to borrow, they had to put things on credit cards, they had to take out short-term loans at high interest rates. And eventually they got paid back pay, but that took weeks later. And they didn't get paid the interest, the fees that were charged on those things. And it really caused people to suffer for months going forward. So that's what they're concerned about is the stability of their family. I know, kind of shifting gears a little bit, I know a couple months ago there was a U.S. tax court case where kind of two IRS employees kind of were under fire for admitting that they backdated penalty approval forms in a conservation easement case. In situations in tax court cases that involve IRS employees, like, does the union have a role? And can you talk a little bit about, like, how the union operates in situations like that? Sure. Well, first of all, I'm not I'm not up on the specifics of that case, so I can't speak directly to that case. I assume what you're talking about is a discipline of an employee who is found to do something incorrect. I, I talk about this because there's some myths out there that federal employees can't be punished and they can't be fired, which is a falsity. The fact is federal employees are held to a top standard as well as IRS employees are also held to a 1203 standard that you may not be familiar with, which requires them to to file their taxes on time. And what that does is there is a standard of penalties where an investigation is done and an employee has a right to represent themselves. The union works with the employee to put forward the facts and any mitigating factors that may come into play. And then the agency ultimately has the decision. Uh, as to what punishment or or discipline to correct the behavior they're going to recommend. Okay, got it. Kind of shifting again. So heading into the new year, um, and I know you guys are approaching midterm negotiations, what are the issues that the union is most focused on going into the new year? Well, going into the new year, our big issues are making sure employees receive the proper benefits they deserve. Our goal is to make sure that employees want to come to work at the IRS and stay at the IRS because it takes a lot of money for the agency to recruit and train employees. Our focus is making sure that they have a robust telework program, that they are receiving awards for the work that they are performing and are recognized for good performance, and that also the agency is best positioned to recruit and retain new hires. You touched on telework. Have you? Has the IRS signaled whether or not they'll continue to offer telework for some of their positions? And can you talk a little bit more about why having the flexibility of tele- telework is important to maintain and also to recruit new IRS employees? Sure. So telework goes back to, as I was a chapter leader uh, back in the 90s, and I will tell you, we had a local agreement going back to 1993 on telework. So it has been with the IRS for decades. It was not just started during the pandemic. And so the policy has always been at the IRS where there was work that could be performed independent of the workplace, that was work that could be done in a telework environment. And that is how our contracts have expanded over the years. As the work became more portable, additional positions were offered up telework. Uh, We saw the greatest growth during the pandemic when equipment became available for phone assisters. So basically, when you are on the phone answering calls eight hours a day, 
you can get your call through your computer and answer questions. They are monitored for their time on the calls as well as all their transactions. No different than they would be in the office. And so um, telework has proven to work. We saw during the hiring during the pandemic and with telework, they went from levels of service on the phones from anywhere from around 12% to over 85%. So the IRS acknowledges that telework works and they're working to continue it where it makes sense. And so we are on the same path with that. They are not looking to withdraw telework from employees, but making sure that engagement in the workplace is done when necessary. But other than that, telework will remain at, at the levels they are at going forward. And we hope to actually expand it as technology improves and we move more from a paper-based system to a more technology-based system. And expand it in what way? For what positions? Well, for positions right now that physically have to touch paper and add it to the systems, um, there are already efforts underway that many of the paper products will be scanned into systems and people will have access via computer to do the same work they're doing via paper now. So those positions that are currently ineligible for telework because they're paper-based could then be moved to a telework environment once they have full access um, using a computer. Kind of going back to hiring, um, you mentioned training as one of the things that you're thinking about. How do you find the right balance between having enough trainings that are really helpful to having too many trainings that are often redundant in terms of when you hire new employees and having them want to stay at the agency? Well, again, that goes back to culture and having the proper balance of training. Many folks want to be trained totally uh, virtually, and that has found not to be always the best. So the struggle is really to identify the right mix some things can be done virtually. Other things need to be face-to-face. There needs to be a solid influence from a, a physical coach who works with them, as well as mentors who have done the job and are experienced over the course of two to three years. Getting feedback from the people who are actually engaged in the training and feedback from the people conducting the training is also key to improving the training going forward to make making sure it's delivering what employees need to be successful. And so all of those things are what we bring forward to the IRS as we represent the people both receiving the training and giving the training in many cases. And we want to make sure it's a robust training experience for employees. That was Doreen Greenwald, the national president of the National Treasury Employees Union, speaking with Aaron Slowey. And that's it for today's podcast. You can find up-to-the-minute news and the latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. Today's Talking Tax was produced by myself, David Schultz. Martha Muller-Neff is our editor from Washington. I'm David Schultz. Thanks for listening. In a global tax landscape that changes by the day, It's what you don't know that can leave you exposed. At Bloomberg Tax, we provide market-leading intelligence and practical applications to help tax professionals work smarter, faster, and more accurately. Our solutions provide the insights you need for game-changing outcomes. To revolutionize your performance in real time, the difference is Bloomberg Tax. Learn more at pro.bloombergtax.com.